Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. so Abu Hurairah narrates that the Messenger of Allah said, There will be a group of people who enter into paradise. Their hearts are like the hearts of birds. And then Imam Nawawi says, It is said that that means is that that they place their trust in Allah. There is a, another hadith that is coming, hadith number 79, uh, that indicates that the believer is like the bird and the people who reach the higher degree of talk who go out in the morning and return at night. Uh, so this is one opinion, is that their hearts are like the hearts of birds, i.e. that they're completely in a state of trust just as the bird goes out and receives its sustenance and comes back. This is likewise the state of the believer. And the prophet indicated here is that group of people that are like this uh, will enter into paradise. Um, and others say is that qira qulubum And others say is that uh, they're like birds and that their hearts are brittle and soft. State of the believer. The believer has a soft and brittle heart. And then in hadith number 78, عن جابر رضي الله عنه أنه غزام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قبل نجد. So Jabir رضي الله narrates that he accompanied the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم on an expedition towards Najd. فلما قفل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قفل معهم. When the Messenger Allah returned, he returned with them. فأدركتهم القائلة في واد كثير الإضاءة. It was in the afternoon when they reached a valley in which there were many thorn trees. And Al-Qa'ila is the time where someone would take a qailula, the time that someone would take a nap. So I'm not sure if I would translate that as Qa'ila, Zahira. Yeah, it's, it's more likely to be around Dhuha time, either just before or just after. And then he says, then the hadith says, فَنَزَرَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ سَنَّ وَتَفَرَّكَ النَّاسِ يَسْتَذِلُّونَ بِالشَّجَرِ So the Messenger of Allah dismounted and the people scattered in order to find some shade beneath the trees. So we get these amazing insights in the books of hadith about the state of the Sahaba. So they're out on an expedition with the Prophet They're going to take rest and they're looking for places to actually rest. I remember traveling in Mauritania and usually you would stop where there's tents, so you're actually under the shade inside the tent, and they bring you things to drink. 
But if there's not someone out there to receive you and you need to rest, then you have to find any spot. And when you're in the desert, it's not always easy to find shade. And so the, the kathir al-ida are trees that have thorns. So they're in this particular place and it's time to rest and they're looking for different trees to find a bit of shade. So, وَنَزَلَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ سَمُورَ So the Messenger of Allah that dismounted beneath this particular type of tree, Samara, which he translates here as acacia tree. And So he hung his sword on the tree. And he says, Then we slept for a period of time. And then we heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, calling us. And so that on reaching him, we saw that there was a desert, uh, there was a Bedouin that was standing with him. So then he said that the Messenger of Allah said to us, This person seized my sword while I was asleep. I woke up and saw the unsheathed sword in his hand. He then said to me, Who's going to save you from me? And I replied, Allah, three times. The Messenger of Allah did not punish him and merely sat down. So Imam Nawi includes three different narrations. That's the first. And the first one is Muttafaq Ali Bukhari and Muslim, where we learn through these other narrations more details of the story. So we learn here that they're on an expedition, they all sleep. And while everybody was sleeping, no one noticed that that someone, one of the enemies, came to the Prophet and noticed that he was sleeping, grabs the Prophet's sword, unsheaths it, and then says to him, Who's going to save you from me? Trying to take his life. And then the Prophet said, Allah, Allah, Allah. And he was prevented that from harming. Allah prevented uh, that the Prophet, Allah protected the Prophet from this particular individual. Then in another narration, that Jabir radiallahu anhu said, on the expedition of that And it's named such because are like pieces of cloth. That some of the companions didn't even have shoes. They were not on a military expedition, they didn't even have shoes. So they would wrap their feet in cloths, whatever they could have to protect themselves from walking in the desert. So here he says that we accompanied the Messenger of Allah on the expedition, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, of that Riqah. We reached the shady tree and left it for the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then a polytheist came along while the sword of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was hanging from the tree. He seized the sword and said, Do you fear me? And then the Prophet replied, No. He asked, who's going to save you from me? He replied, Allah. You can imagine the situation. Someone, your life is on the line. Someone has your sword. You have no way to defend yourself outwardly. This is what the man says. Do you fear me? The Prophet said, no. 
Because well, who's going to prevent you from me? Who's going to save you? Uh, who's going to save you from me? He replied, Allah. And then he mentions one more narration by uh, Abu Bakr Ismaili. In his Sahih, he says, is that the man said, فَمَنْ مَنْ يَمْنَعُكَ مِنِّي Who's going to protect you from me? And then the Prophet said, Allah. According to this narration, the sword fell from the man's hand. So the Messenger of Allah took the, the sword. And then he said to him, Who's going to save you from me? And then the man said, Be kind when you have power over me. Did you bear witness that there is none worthy worship except Allah and that I am the Messenger of Allah? And the man said, La, no. He says, He says, However, I promise you that I will not fight against you. Nor will I support any people who fight against you. And then, The Messenger of Allah just let him go. He then went to his people and said, I have come to you from the best of people. So you can see clearly why Imam Nawi includes this in the chapter on tawakkal and placing our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we're in situations where they are fearful situations. It may Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq to place our trust in Him. And having trust in Allah in situations that are difficult and that our fearful situations will protect us and be a means for us to be able to respond to those situations in a way that is most pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we speak about these character traits, sometimes we don't really think about these implications. And imagine if that happened where someone really was an enemy of yours and reached the point where they were, going to try, they were trying to take your life. And for the Prophet, when we read this, it seems so easy. It was so easy for him because this was his nature. And how many people wanted to take his life that he would just forgive and then let the person go. And when we think about this, we come to understand the nature of our Prophet, and how merciful he was in the trust that he had in Allah. And at first, that we know that the Prophet had guards, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then Allah, it was revealed, Allah protects you from people. And then he didn't even have guards, even though he had enemies that were trying to stop him and to harm him. This is how we need to be in relation to the battlefield of life and all of our enemies inwardly and outwardly. Inshallah, we learned to place our trust in Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala ward off all harm from us inwardly and outwardly. صلى الله عليه وسلم محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم الحمد لله رب العالمين Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.